It is episode 34 of the Rockies Now podcast. We are a Colorado Rockies podcast. You can follow us at Rockies Now on all of your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, X, Instagram, and Threads page. I'm your host, Stephen, and with me is the co-host, Tom. Tom, how is your night going? Pretty good. It's just another typical Friday night, and um, no more Rockies baseball, but playoff baseball is well underway, So, I'm, but I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. Uh, yeah, yesterday I watched the, uh, you know, the big drama between the Phillies and the Braves. That was exciting to watch, man. I mean, you know, Harper and Arcia, that whole situation, that was pretty crazy to watch. And, uh, you know, of course, Acuna uh, leaving, uh, the, you know, the reporters early, you know, said that he had to go to a bus. And, or, I don't know. It was a whole bunch of stuff happened yesterday. But that was a fun series to watch. I was rooting for the Braves to win. I know you had the Braves winning the World Series, but man, I mean, Philadelphia—they have a, a pretty good, darn good squad over there. Um, yeah. Yes, indeed. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I feel the Braves were my pick to win it all because I thought the best team in baseball would win it all. But my dark horse pick was the Phillies, and you're right. They led by Bryce Harper. They are a pardon me but a damn good baseball team so uh it is going to be very interesting to see how they fare against the young up-and-coming diamondbacks and um you know with the with the alcs being in the great state of as they would say the great state of texas we'll see how that one shapes up Mm -hmm. for those who are listening to tonight's podcast we're going to do a rather short one today um like i mentioned last week uh for the off season most of our podcasts will be shorter uh we're talking anywhere from half an hour to maybe close to an hour just to make your time a lot better. Um, so tonight we're going to be talking about basically what's going on in the playoffs and some previews of the NLCS and the ALCS. So uh, Tom and I are going to be talking about that tonight. So yeah, let's start off with the, I want to start off with the D-backs and, uh, and Dodgers series. I mean, nobody, I mean, maybe a few people, but nobody had the D-backs going this far in the playoffs. I mean, first off, they, uh, sweep the Brewers, then they sweep the Dodgers, and now they see themselves in the NLCS for the first time since 2007. And oh, by the way, the last mm-hmm. time they were in the NLCS, they played the Rockies and and they got swept there. So, um, Tom, what do you think of the the D-back series? I mean, Arizona they have a pretty good young, bright squad over there, and I think it's only going to get better from here. Uh, they play with a chip on their shoulder for sure. I mean, like you said, they swept the Brewers and they, who were not the one of the favorites, but a team that people were keeping an eye on. And the Dodgers, of course, were one of the favorites, um, particularly, I think, for, on most people's minds, they were the favorite in the National League. And the Diamondbacks, like I said, they're a young, up-and-coming team. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they were scrappy. They they play, you know, the one thing is, um, this one of the podcasts I listened to, the Nothing Personal podcast, uh, hosted by David Sampson, former Marlins team president. He said one thing better in his episode, it was either yesterday or this morning. He said, The one thing that really wins helps you win baseball games, and one thing a winning team is intelligence. And the Diamondbacks, they played intelligent baseball throughout this entire this season and the playoffs. Um, and it showed, and uh, you know, they made especially, I was impressed with them against the Dodgers, they really just made him look silly or just kind of look or just stagnant. And for that same, I just got to say real quick, this whole, we, we may talk about this later, but this whole thing about the teams who get the buy getting extra days off that that's, that's to me, that's nonsense. If you're, if you're the better team and you're, if you, if you play like you're the better team, then you're going to be the team that wins. And like I said, you know, 
the one thing I'm hoping is that this is not the end of Clayton Kershaw's career. That unfortunate last start he had, a bad start he had in game one. I hope that he comes, he still continues to pitch and that he has a better ending to his career. Because I'm not saying he's going to retire or I think he's going to retire, but it's just that rumor was swirling a little bit. And I hope that's not the case. But all in all, the Diamondbacks, they played very, very well. They earned those two series victories and they earned the right to play arguably the team that's on really on fire right now in the Phillies. Um, and one thing I got to say, I love the celebration jumping into the pool in, in the ballpark. That was definitely a great way to celebrate. Yeah. The Dodgers in this series, they just could not pitch. I mean, no. And, and that's the thing that we talked about last week. We were concerned about, right? I mean, we were, mm-hmm. but we were both because we knew that, you know, Bobby Miller, we don't really, don't really know how well he's going to do. He's probably not going to do super well, but you never know. Clayton Kershaw was basically their, you know, best pitcher, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we all knew that. And yet he gets blown up. He doesn't even get out of the first inning. That's how bad it was. And the D-backs, they just outplayed them, you know, simply, you know, simply outplayed them. And I think, I, uh, if I'm correct, I think was the, the Dodgers, like, they the highest scored runs in, in all the three games was two. They the, the most runs they scored was two. And yes. I think overall they scored like only six runs in that series. Their offense was was bad. Um, and you could say, well, it's because of this and that. Well, no, it's, you're looking at a Dodgers lineup that still, you know, yeah, they had, you know, Miguel Rojas, Jason, you know, aging veterans. But you're talking about, you know, two MVP candidate players like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, who, by the way, I think only got one hit in that three. And that was a single by, I believe, Freddie Freeman. I think it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, was, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, it was Freeman. Betts is 0 for 12, I believe. Oh, like that is, I'm sorry, but you're getting paid tons of money to hit in the playoffs. Um, And listen, I'm, I'm a Rockies fan. I love seeing the Dodgers lose, but if I'm a Dodger fan, I'd be pissed. Like this is, this is insane. I mean, you're paying a boatload of money and you're not, like you, you, not only you get swept, but you just you basically get out hit and out pitched. I mean, it's just that can't happen. I mean, the Dodgers they're gonna have to make some decisions, and you know, and I know we talked about this week uh, over the course of this week how the Dodgers they might be heading on the downtrend right now. They might be heading down the slide in terms of the National League West. I mean, but you know, of course, we know in the off season they're gonna shoot for uh, Otani and some of the starting mm-hmm. pitchers. And the starting pitcher market will be very busy. And I think that's something that you and I will be talking about, you know, this winter. Um, and I think it's going to be very exciting. I think position player wise, it's probably not a lot of action. I think this off season, a hundred percent, we're going to see a lot of starting pitchers going to different teams. It's going to be a very heavy free agent starting pitcher market with Otani. And, and I think Max Fried uh, for the Braves is also a free agent. And so, all I have to say, well done, D-backs. Um, I, you know, and, and of course we'll we'll do the preview for the NLCS in just a second. But mm. you know, it's going to be a tough road for the D-backs, even though they they're coming off of you know a, a sweep of the Dodgers and the Brewers. But they have momentum on their side. Phillies, you know, with that crowd at Simpson Bank Park, it's super loud. I mean, everybody's on their you know you know feet every every single pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Which is exciting. I, I just love that postseason vibe, even though. I wasn't really rooting for the Phillies. Um, you know, I just love the energy. Like, playoff baseball is undefeated, uh, no question. And uh, I found this on Twitter that the Phillies in their postseason history are 26-11 and 11 at Citizens Bank Park. So mm-hmm. whenever you play at Citizens Bank Park, 
you're almost guaranteed you're going to get a wonderful game. So the Phillies, I, I feel like they have a pretty good uh, chance of doing something special. And again, we'll talk about that in, in a second. But um, congratulations to the D-backs, Dodgers. You know, you gotta you gotta do something. You, you need to make some moves and get some starting pitching because I do think that Bobby Miller and some of their younger pitchers are going to be okay. Um, you know, mm-hmm. of course, this year was a rookie year. I understand. But they got to fix their even Lance Lynn. He gave up was it four home runs? You know, four home runs, four home runs in one inning. Yeah, that was crazy because like okay, so you know Gabriel Moreno, he fouls one off. I thought that was a fair ball because if you look at, I, I believe it was David Peralta in right field. Um, it was J- it was J- it was Jason Hayward. Okay, Jason Hayward. Um, my mistake. So he was looking up, and the way he was looking up looked like oh, it's a fair ball because he's like on the left side of the the foul pole, right? And I'm like no way that's a fair ball and you you see some of the dodger pitchers saying no it's a foul ball and i'm like yeah yeah they're probably just saying that but if you look at the replay it was a foul ball mm-hmm. what do you know the next pitch it was high up, it was a breaking ball and moreno just creamed that into left field and i would i was laughing i'm like no freaking way because it's just like the crowd went nuts i'm like are you kidding me and if you're a dodger fan i mean you're again you're probably pissed at that and Wow. I mean, four home runs in an inning. And by the way, I think that was the most home runs in one inning in postseason history, which is crazy. Um, yeah, like Lance Lynn, I know he did this year. He was a decent pitcher, but he gave up the home run ball too many times. And that's something that if the Dodgers bring him back next year. That's something to watch for sure. Yeah, but, he let he yeah. led the uh, he led all of baseball and home runs allowed this year. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, not to mention, I think in one of his starts against the Rockies at Dodgers, he can give up a couple. But yeah, I mean, Dodgers, you uh, you gotta yeah you gotta do something about that pitching. But uh, well, we'll see if they get Walker Buehler back or when they get yeah. Walker Buehler back. Because I know Dustin May, he should be back, right? I, I because I know he was he did he get re injured because I know he was coming back from that uh, gun surgery. He did. He was uh in the uh, on his way back and on track and everything, but I I think it was an I believe it was an oblique that he injured this time. Yeah, like so. There's just term rotation going into next year. Is I mean, they're going to get healthier pitchers, obviously coming back. But you know, you don't know what's going to happen with Ryu. You know, he should be back by next year, starting next year. Walker Buehler, he'll be back. Um, and you know, and that was a big decision too because the Dodgers were kind of up in the air on bringing Walker Buehler back. But you know, I think they made the right decision on holding off on Walker Buehler because what if that happened? You know, what if they, what if the same thing happened to uh, you know? Uh, Walker Buehler, do, you know, what happened with Dustin May, right? So you don't want to have multiple entries that might even hurt them further. So, um, yeah, not I mean... To, not to mention yeah. Julio Rios is never going to pitch again. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, with what happened and... He, he's the, never... The he's, coming, he, yeah. Yeah, he's never... He, he's never going to pitch again. That, right. he is, that is awful. And he's never going to pitch again. Yeah, and it's just a shame because, you know, of course, you know, as a baseball fan, whenever he's on the mound, he's electric we know how good he was in 2020 right in the world series he got the final out there and it's a shame that you know these players will do the stupidest things and uh they they unfortunately have to pay the consequences for that but uh anyways moving on to the uh other division series uh we got the braves and the phillies of course we talked about that just to wrap that series up yeah the braves i don't know you can simply say that the braves they just they can't find, I mean, they just looks almost lost. Right. And I know that I used that word in our text yesterday when I was texting you, they look almost like lost. They don't mm-hmm. look competent, you know, and, 
and their offense was bad in the series just like last year. Their offense wasn't good. Uh, their pitching wasn't good. And Strider, I mean, Strider, man, I mean, I, you know, it was basically like a replay, replay of last year because I was watching that game today. And I'm like, man, this is like a repeat from, uh, from last year. And, I mean, if you're the Braves, you've got to – it's got to be tough because, I mean, you win – you got the most wins in baseball, right? Um, and you're arguably the best team in baseball, of course, with record. But the lineup, I mean – you're looking at the best, easily the best lineup in baseball, and yet you barely survive a sweep against the, the the Phillies. And the Phillies, I think, lost the season series to the Braves this year. Um, I think it was close, but I think the Braves barely uh, edged out the the Phillies this year in terms of season series. But it's if you're if you're the Braves, it's got to be. I mean, again, it's just like they're like, you know, you know, almost like that meme. Oh, here we go again, right? You know, um, and it's just. You got to feel for them, but Phillies, they're darn good. And, uh, yeah, they're they are going back to the NLCS for the second straight year. And I think if you're a baseball fan, a Phillies fan, you're, you you got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> this series basically came down to pitching. The Phillies pitching was almost lights out. Uh, the only time it was questionable was um, – I shouldn't say questionable. The only time it was – it had its uh, bad moments was when Zach Wheeler was late in his start in game – what was that game? I think it was getting no game three. Uh, game th- when it was yeah game three. Uh, he went six and then all of a sudden he just kind of got a little bad with his control and then a lot and then the Braves came back and took advantage of it. But altogether, yeah, the Phillies just outpitched the Braves and as you said, their offense, which arguably was the best one in baseball, I believe if I remember this correctly, only two of their starting um, position players had an OPS plus under one hundred under league average, and that's pretty darn impressive. Um, it's, it's tough. It's for them. It's so tough to lose back-to-back years in the playoffs to your division rival. But I think it says it really proves the phrase that Nicholas Castellanos commented on in his post-game interview. He said, regular season and postseason, they're just completely different. Well, that, you know, the bright lights of the postseason when the light, when the, when when you're on the big stage, even if it's not the biggest stage in the world series, it's way different than the world series, the feeling, the vibe, the adrenaline pumping through to your veins, it's very different. So, and Arcia, next time, don't poke the bear. There's yeah. some, there's certain guys you don't want to poke or you don't want to quote unquote give a reason to. That's Bryce Harper is one of those men. And he's a guy who has shown in the past, even before, even his days with the Nationals and last postseason, he shines under the bright lights. He comes up big and he inspired. And I think honestly, that performance uh after the loss inspired his team so i just think the phillies they're on a force right now and you know the one thing i'll say about them in the off this past off season they lost in the world series but they didn't just stand pat they got better they went out and acquired some additional arms including craig kimbrell they went out and made a big splash for trey turner and they're a force to be reckoned with so it could be a really good series between the diamondbacks and them so i'm excited definitely excited to watch that series for sure for the Braves, uh, Alex Anthopoulos has – does he have a big job to do with this offseason? I don't think so because, again, like there's not really any holes in this roster. It just yeah. – it just – it didn't work out. And I mean – and I know a lot of people are saying, like, you know, I know you're alluding to it, but, like, oh, we need to have reseeding and stuff. And it's just – you know, it's just like – I mean, people are looking back at 2007, right? I mean, when the Rockies had that – was it eight-day layoff before the World Series? I think that hurt for sure. Because five days to eight days, that's a long time, too. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, 
you still have, you know, you're still the best team in baseball. Like if you're the Braves, you got to do business. And, um, and I do think that maybe that layoff had an effect there, but still that's why the Braves had, and people don't mention this, the Braves had like at least one workout day at, at, you know, at Truce Park so that they could have, you know, get in the momentum of the postseason, right. So that they wouldn't lose their, you know, uh, competitiveness, right. And, and their flow, if you want to call it that, that's why I think that was a great idea. And I actually, I thought, the reason why I picked the Braves originally in my bracket was because of that. I thought, hey, you know what? That's a good idea. I, I think that'll work, but obviously that did not. And uh, here we are. But Alex Anthopoulos, I mean, he's, he's done a heck of a job over there in Atlanta. And I think he's going to, like, again, I, I, I don't want the Braves to overthink this too much to where it's like, okay, we need to do, you know. And honestly, they need Max Freed back, first of all, mm-hmm. um, because you're talking about a key guy in that rotation. You know, again, this uh, I think he's a free agent this this offseason. You got to bring him back. You got to extend him. Um, I love how they've extended basically all their starters in their in their lineup and most of their rotation uh, minus Freed. So you've got to lock, lock up Max Freed there. Um, and their bullpen, you know, it was overall it was decently solid um, against the, the Phillies. It was just the starting pitching. So, yeah, it you know. Yeah, hopefully the Braves can turn this, you know, something around and, you know, maybe next year they won't have to face the Phillies. And I know some people were talking about how, you know, maybe the the number one and number two seed can choose who they want to play. And I don't know, maybe that could be something there, but uh, you know, if, if they do that at the same time, I, I wouldn't necessarily like that. However, because I just feel like we made a lot of postseason changes over the last few years. We originally had the original, you know, wild card game format. And then we're off to the, uh, you know, the expanded playoffs in 2020 where, you know, eight teams made it. Then last year or a couple of years ago, we went back to the original format. Then, you know, last year for the first time we had the wildcard series. I just don't want to see multiple changes because I feel like that's like, well, we need to do this in order for that team. No, you just go with the flow, keep the format. But I do think that maybe, you know, if they want to, they can make some changes here and there. But, you know, I think honestly, I've had so much fun watching this postseason. I've watched almost every single game. Um, and every single game I've watched has been, uh, so far excellent. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about, you know, of course the Rangers and, and, uh, not the Rangers, uh, the twins and the Astros. I thought that was a fun series despite the Astros winning again. Um, Minnesota, they, they put up a fight. I mean, um, you know, that, uh, that game three, excuse me, the game four, um, uh, yesterday or two days, whenever it was, uh, I thought that was a fun game. It was three, two. Um, unfortunately, Byron Buxton didn't, uh, kind of, you know, I was hoping he would get a, you know, a game tying or game leading home run there, but, uh, that didn't happen, but, uh, hats off to Minnesota, man. I mean, they had a heck of a year. Um, you know, I think this is just the beginning for Minnesota. I think they have something special there. And of course, you know, in that central, so a little bit of a weaker division, of course, with, your White Sox, and then the uh, Royals are rebuilding. The Tigers are also rebuilding. Uh, the Guardians, we kind of don't really know what they're doing. I think they're kind of in a rebuilding, real rebuilding process, but uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, Astros, they just continue to, you know, show the doubters out there that, uh, hey, we're we're not out of this. We're going to still keep fighting. And, you know, like Nick Castellano said, you know, it, it's a difference between the regular season. The Astros maybe didn't have a great as a regular season in past years when they went to the World Series, but yet – when it comes to the postseason baseball, you can't doubt them anymore, really. You just – you can't. And I think going into uh, the ALCS, I think that's going to be one one fun matchup to watch. It's going to be a, a Texas-themed ALCS. 
I think is going to be awesome. So, um, but yeah, overall, great series there uh, between the uh, Twins and the Astros. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was a great series. Um, Twins, like you said, they put up a battle, but the Astros, they're the only team that got a, uh, a bye to advance from the divisional round. So they showed that the layoff isn't so much a factor. So you just got to, I guess, know how to maneuver around it. Um, but it was, I was happy, of course, to see Jose Abreu, former White Sox first baseman, just go on a tear in that series and help lead his team, lead the, the Astros to two of the victories. He was the driving main driving force behind that. The Astros, you know, it's like you said, you know, it's crazy, but what is it? Now they've made seven consecutive ALCSs. That is just, I mean, wow, come on. <laughs> That's incredible. And I think it was five of them they've been to the World Series. And, of course, they've got the two victories, 17 and 22. So, yeah, they hats off to them. They, you know, obviously they're led by a great manager in Dusty Baker. That guy, you know, even at his advanced age, he's still proven he is one of the best in the game. And uh, they're a lineup that just, you know, even it's, it is kind of funny with Correa being on the other side with the Twins. Um, the Astros, not only, even when they lose some of their main, their mainstay stars, they still find a way to replenish them. You know, they let Correa go. They've got Pena. They let Springer go. They've got Kyle Tucker. And, um, uh, oh, they let Miles Straw go. And now they've got uh, Jake Myers in center field. So, and the, and the list goes on. Or uh, my, uh, Michael Brantley's gone. But yet, um, what's that? I can't remember the left field, what the left fielder's name, but they find ways to replace, to replace, to replenish their guys. And, like I said, they're they they played very well, and it like you said, it's going to be an interesting series in the state of Texas between. Uh, and it's a short commute for them from Houston to Arlington, so we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the final series was uh, honestly. Uh, is that the final series we talked about? I think we got all of them right. We I, didn't do the Orioles and the Rangers. Oh, Orioles and Rangers. Um, first off, uh, Orioles. They're going to get better and better. I'm not really concerned about them. I know a lot of Orioles fans are kind of, you know, disappointed. It's understandable, but um, like on, on the Instagram page, you know, a lot of our listeners, um, they pr- provided some feedback and said that they like the Orioles to win the World Series. Um, I like that. But I, I think this year was a growing season. Um, and I think they're just going to get better and better. I mean, you're looking at a very young squad and, and you know, the Rangers, you know, and, and, you know, of course I'll talk about them right after this, but um, the Orioles, you know, they're starting pitching, you know, it, it's going to improve. I think they need to get out and get starting pitching. I know people were like, well, they didn't do much at the trade deadline. Listen, they, they still made the playoffs. They still won over a hundred games this year, which is very impressive. Um, they're on the right track. I mean, if you're an Orioles fan, you shouldn't be disappointed at all. Like if I, if I, if, if the Rockies were to somehow, if the Rockies were in the Orioles shoes, I'd be more than happy. I'd be, you know what? I'm fine if we got swept by the Rangers, right? I mean, the Rangers, you know, I'll get in the Rangers now. I mean, the Rangers, you know, I mentioned this last week, you know, I think the Rangers could be in the World Series. And I, as a matter of fact, I'm just, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to, I'm going to have the Rangers being the Astros in the ALCS. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rangers with Bruce Bochy, he's been here before. I, you know, no question. He's probably at least going to be close with uh, Brennan Hyde with the Orioles as uh, manager of the year in the American league. Um, you know, looking at a, a, like, again, it's going to be a super fun matchup. You got Dusty Baker and Bruce Bochy going up uh, against each other in that ALCS clash. I think it's going to be one of the exciting series of uh, the last several years. I think, I mean, again, it's, it's almost like a rivalry in Texas. Right. So 
I got Texas beating Houston. I think Texas, um, you know, I think Texas, they have a, a, a starting pitching staff that has been incredible. Um, you know, of course, they were playing against the uh, Rays who, um, in the wildcard series, who really couldn't have an answer for them. Orioles, they just, they they weren't, didn't look comfortable, um, you know. And then the Rangers, of course, there's, there's some concerns with their bullpen, but so far their bullpen has been okay, you know, in, in the postseason. And you generally – you know, in, in the regular season is usually opposite in the postseason. So we'll see what happens there. Um, of course, the first two games are in Houston, but um, I mean, Texas, I mean, man, I mean, I can't, you know, it's just like, I think that I, I'm going to go, I, I think they're going to go to the world series. I, I don't know. We'll see, but Texas, they're darn good. So I'm not really surprised that they uh, beat the uh, Orioles in the series. Yeah, I agree. It was a surprise. Just like the Phillies Brave series, the Rangers outpitched the Orioles, plain and simple. The Orioles, while they have a very exciting and young, talented team, their pitching staff was, I think, not going to be. I picked them to originally to get upset by the Rays in my first bracket because I don't think the Orioles had the pitching to really go far in, this, in the postseason. Um, they only acquired Jack Flaherty at the trade deadline. That wasn't going to be enough. And it showed against the Rangers. The Rangers are just. Better offensively with guys like Simeon, with, uh, sorry, not Simeon, Seeger, Simeon, uh, even Jordan Heim, the catcher. He had a very good series behind the plate and at the plate and behind the plate. And uh, Adelis Garcia, that guy is got quite a, got some serious power. So, and of course, with Evaldi and Montgomery leading the way, it is crazy that the Rangers are doing so well without DeGrom and Scherzer. And Scherzer, I think, said this morning he's ready, but I don't know how much he's going to be used, if any. But, but uh, Bruce Bochy, he's a legendary manager. He's bound for the Hall of Fame. He knows how to manage a pitching staff. And again, like you said, the Orioles, they're a talented young team. They will be back strong next year. They just have to improve their pitching staff for sure, even though they're going to lose uh, Bautista for next season. I can I think their front office is smart enough to maneuver and navigate around that and find ways to improve their team, their staff. Um, and like you said, it's, it's going to be an interesting series, Houston-Arlington. Uh, the Rangers, when was that? The last time they were in, they went to back-to-back World Series with Ron Washington as their manager. I think that was a ten and eleven, I believe. Yep. I, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's like we'll talk. I think you know we'll talk about predictions in just a second. But they're, like I said, they're even without Degrom and Scherzer, they're still a force to be reckoned with. And you got two legendary managers going up against each other in this in this series, which I think it'll make it much make it pretty exciting. I I, I gotta agree with you. Yeah, uh, if we see Scherzer in the ALCS, do you think if he gets a start, I'd I'd imagine he gets like a couple innings at most, probably. Right? Like, would you agree? Like, I mean, I'm not 100 sure if he gets a start because I mean, Bruce Bochy knows his players and he's a, a very bright guy. And mm-hmm. Max Scherzer, he's a bulldog on the mound. I mean, that's his nickname, right? He's a bulldog. I mean, it's just like watching. I don't know if you saw that picture. It's all it's all over you know social media of him like with that face. Uh, you know, he's ready to go. He's a dog. And, um, but yeah, I mean, if he does pitch in the ALCS, it would, I would imagine it would be like only an inning or two just to be sure. But for sure, he, he would be in the world series. I think if they make it that far. Knowing Scherzer's mentality, like you said, he is a bulldog on a mound and the joke, um, people always ask uh, players, which eye do you stare at him with the blue or the brown eye? And, and Bryce, I remember Bryce Harper would always say, Bryce Harper, when somebody asked him the question, he goes, Oh, brown eye for sure. Brown, man. Come yeah. on. Um, but but uh, if he does, I'm looking at the article here right now where he said, "I'm quote, I'm ready to go, uh, unquote, for the Rangers in ALCS. 
I'm trying to see if they if Bruce Bochy has any comments in here. Um, okay, he did give a comment, but he doesn't say he didn't give away exactly how he was going to use use him if at all. So, uh, but to my personal opinion, knowing Scherzer, his bulldog mentality and his competitor mentality, he wants to go a full start of six innings or more. But knowing Bochy and being, as you said, a very bright guy. Uh, I can't see no more than three, to be honest with you. Yeah, because you never know. Because in a postseason game, especially with the high pressure, it, it's not not usually a surprise you'll see twenty or thirty pitches in one inning because mm. of the pressure and like whatever. Um, now, unless if he's like dialed up and he's just you know hitting strikes left and right and you know hitting the strike zone, but yeah, I think probably like twenty, thirty pitches at max. That's it because I mean. They're saying that he's, you know, he's been throwing like 68 pitches, average 70 pitches, um, and he's been, you know, sharp, and he's been encouraging from, uh, according to uh, Maddox, Greg Maddox, their, uh, or Mike Maddox, excuse me, their pitching coach, um, and I, 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 yeah, I would imagine, I, I, to be honest with you, I think Scherzer is going to make himself pitch. I, there's no question, I think, in my mind, but I don't think it would be very long. I think it would be a, like a, just like a, an inning or two. And then for sure, if they make it to the World Series, I mean, you got to see Scherzer pitch game one or game two if, if they make it that far. And that's that's a different question. But, I mean, if the Rangers lose the series to the Astros, I mean, you still talk about a great year for Texas, who last year, you know, didn't have a good year at all. And turn around, kind of like the D-backs this year, honestly. Like, you're looking at two very similar ball clubs who have very good farm systems. They're on the way up. They have a great future. You know, they have some guys locked up. Um, you know, Jonah Heim, Gold Glove catcher, great offensive player. Nathaniel Lowe at first base. He's a great offensive guy. Um, and talk about um, – what's his name? Uh, I was just watching him today. Um, uh, was it – oh, man. Um, but, oh, yeah, Gar- Garcia, right? Garcia. Adolis, you know? Yeah, Adolis, Adolis Garcia, yeah. And Robbie Grossman, too. Robbie Grossman has had an underrated year. Like, a lot of people haven't really looked at it much. And he's been doing well in the postseason. Like, a bunch of these players, you know, kind of like the Dodgers. Like, whenever you go to, you know, some of these teams, they just perform well. And not to mention, you know, former Rocky starting pitcher John Gray. Very happy to see him uh, with that team and finally getting able to uh, be a part of that. But I don't think – I think he's injured still right now. And uh, he hasn't been able to pitch this postseason. Um, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think he's pitched. But – I think, you know, the Rangers, they have a pretty strong pitching staff, despite like you're talking about, you know, Scherzer and uh, DeGrom. But if Scherzer does return and, you know, I think what they're saying, if it's possible, it would be game two behind uh, Montgomery. Um, I mean, if you're looking at first couple games, I mean, I, I you know, again, we'll, we'll jump in the, uh, in the prediction in just a minute. But I think you're looking at a pretty good uh, 300 monster in the first few games uh, for the ALCS. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking at the article here just to check on John Gray's status. And according to Bruce Bochy, they're quote unquote in a holding pattern. So that's which it seems they're they're uncertain as to whether or not he'll be available to be on the ALCS roster. He's he's eligible to return whenever they're ready. They just don't know if he'll be ready for the series. I think, Um, yeah, I think whenever you get into postseason, obviously you want to have your best out there. And I'm not not saying John Gray isn't like good. No, like, I mean, he was, he had a solid year this year, right? I mean, he was arguably, if he would have, you know, yeah, had the same numbers in the first half. I mean, he, I think he could have been an all-star starting pitcher, honestly, the way he was pitching. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think with the with the injury, but also they're just keeping an eye on that. But I think they want to have the big, you know, like I said, the big monster, three-headed monster, if, if Scherzer does return to start the games. And then if, you know, if Graves feels ready, they can have great pitch game four, you know, and they could do something like that. Yeah, I think um, I'm not sure what they do with Scherzer, but if anything, if he doesn't pitch game, he'll either pitch two or three, and then I think they'll go with Montgomery game one. And then actually, let me see if the matchups are available. Let me, I don't think they are. I think, yeah, I don't think they're available, but I do know that yeah. I think the NLCS, well, I know of the D backs. Uh, I think they announced their first two pitchers, which is, uh, you know, Gallon game one and then uh, um, Kelly in game two. Uh, I guess yeah. The- yeah, they got that on here, and the Phillies have not sent it yet. But yeah, I just it, it's yeah. Sure, um, sorry, John Gray. Yeah, he went nine and eight with a four one two ERA this year. So not bad considering you know he's definitely found a little bit more of a I don't want to say comfort more more comfort thing because he's closer to home. He's from the state of Oklahoma, so it is good for him. And of course, you know the Texas Rangers do have a former White Sox and Dane Dunning who's had an under the radar season as well. So, but yeah, the great ones figure out. And like you said, like we've commented, Bochi, he's a very smart guy. He's one of the great best managers. Uh, you could throw him in one of the best managers ever. He's certainly one of the best of the, of the last 25 years, leading the Giants to three out of five, three World Series championships in five years. And he did lead the Padres to the one World Series early in his managerial career. So it's going to be a good series. I'm looking forward to this one for sure. All right. To finish this one off, uh, let's do our predictions. Um, starting off, Let's do the Rangers. Why not get this out of the way? Let's do the Rangers and the uh, Astros. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, like I, as like I already mentioned before, and I kind of kind of spoiled it. I'm gonna go with the uh, Texas Rangers here. I just feel like every single year we see, like last year. I you know of course we we're seeing that with the D-backs this year. I, last year we saw the Phillies. You know they go out of the wild card spot. They go all the way to the World Series. Uh, 2021, the Braves. They were basically a wild card team. I don't think they, they were a wild card team, but basically they, they had a lower, yeah, I think they had like a mid 80, like it had, I think 85 or 86 wins, something like that. 2021, they go out and win the world series. And so generally, especially the past couple of years with the trend, we're seeing a lot of the lower C teams surprise people and go to the world series and win it. Um, now I'm not going to say, because obviously this will be for next week when we do our world series predictions um, when that happens. But I think, with the way the Rangers are set up with the rotation pitching the way they, they are. And basically they've been very, very good, almost basically excellent all the way up to this point. I I'm going to go with the Rangers here. You know, uh, they have a very good pitching staff offense can be definitely scary. And, you know, the offense kind of, there's a couple questions there. I, you know, of course, however, you do have, you know, Seager, you know, Nate Lowe, I was just saying Robbie Grossman, uh, Garcia, and obviously we know the big ballpark in Texas and Arlington that is, is going to be very loud for games three and four. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. So, you know, and Bruce Bochy, I think it would be a great story for him to, in his first year back, go back to the world series. And uh, I would love to see that happen. Um, but I wouldn't be against, you know, however, you know, I wouldn't be necessarily against the Astros making it. However, just because they've made it so much like you alluded to, you know, the past seven years, We've seen them either in the ALCS or the World Series. Like every, it's it's been crazy. I think it goes back all the way to when the Rockies were, you know, in the playoffs. It's just it's crazy the way they've done it. Their front office has done an incredible job. Um, and you know, even though people might hate the Astros, dislike them like I do, you still have to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them credit for what they've done. They've done an incredible job, and I think that's a 
great success for building a ball club and sustaining that. I think that what they're doing is an excellent job and they have very good players. Alex Bergman, you know, uh, you know, Tucker, uh, Jordan Alvarez. I mean, that guy's a beast in the playoffs. Watch out for him in the ALCS because I wouldn't be surprised if he hits another home run. I mean, it was crazy because I think it was in the twin series. He was, I mean, he crushed the ball against, it was in game two, I think. I know it was game three, game three. He, you know, he obliterated the ball. I'm like, dude, this guy is, he's got to be from Mars or Saturn. I don't know. It's just the guy, the guy's insane. So watch out for him. But I don't know. Something tells me that the Rangers are going to make it this year. I, I feel like, it would, you know, again, it would be a great story for them to do it. And I, I you know, I'm going to go with the Rangers here. I, I think, I think uh, they might be able to do it. And, you know, um, like I said, game three and game four will be in, in Arlington. And I think that place will be a raucous crowd. And really, if you're Texas, it, as long as you, if you get a win in, you know, in the first two games, at least one win, you're, you're, you're in good territory. You can have a good chance to win the next two or next three games in Arlington there. So I'm going to go with the, uh, with the Texas Rangers. Uh, this is a matchup. Uh, like I said, it's a inter Texas series. So like I said, good thing for the team. So I have to travel far. Uh, so that could be good. Hell, why don't uh, some of them just pile in a car and go on a road trip back and forth. Uh, um, <clears throat> But this is a matchup of two high-powered offenses and two great ma- legendary managers. So I think this is going to come down to whichever team's pitching staff holds the other opposing team's offense at bay. Because as you pointed out, you know, ju- not just Alvarez, but that that Astros lineup has plenty of thump in it. Uh, the Rangers are no slouch either. So like I said, whoever pitch, who is both uh, rotation and bullpen, whichever one, uh, holds the other team's offensive bay, just like in the Phillies Brave series. You know, the Phillies pit, outpitched the the Braves, and that's why they won. I think that's what this will come down to. Whichever teams, uh, whichever team outpitches the other wins this series, and I'm going to pick the Rangers. I like you, uh, like we've point, like we've talked about you especially. They are a team that you know they spent what was it 500 some million dollars one off season two guys and Simeon and Seager, and people were kind of laughing at them. Well, a year later, about a year and a half later, here they are. Actually, about two years later, here they are. And uh, I'm going to, I hope they get this opportunity to go back, go back to the World Series for the first time in uh, over a decade, just a little over a decade. So, uh, Rangers, yeah, beat Astros. I'm going to go Rangers in how many games? I'm going to go with, hmm, I'm going to say six, Rangers in six. I was going to say the same thing. I think it's going to be a six or seven game series. There's no way I think it's going to be over in five games. I mean, no, no there's no, no way. I mean, it's, it's written on the wall, basically. I mean, I'd be shocked. I mean, the only way it would end in four or five games would be if, like, somebody gets it. Like, so, a lot of players get injured, but they just don't hit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to happen. It's clearly going to be a six six to seven-game series. Um, and I just want to add a more thing. The Rangers, they're very streaky. Like, during the regular season, whenever they were on a losing streak, they were not good. When they were good, man, they were good, right? And so – the Rangers, you can't stop them right now. They basically have swept their way to the ALCS, kind of like the D-backs in the National League. And, you know, and I think with Rangers, with the way, with the way they are set up, I think they're going to do well. And, and I, I don't know. I just feel like Justin Verlander, again, he's a multi-Cy Young award winner. He's an all-star, great pitcher. But the thing that concerns me with Verlander is the age, but also we've seen, I want to say, it might have been last year. I forget when, but there was a postseason start where Verlander just did not look good. He gave up multiple home runs. I think it was against the Braves in 2021. He did not look good. Um, and I don't know. Verlander kind of concerns me a little bit. You know, when Verlander's good, he's good, right? But 
I just feel like that pitching staff, they do have a couple young arms in there, but they do have, uh, I think Christian Javier, he's in there. Garcia, I think he's in there as well. But some of their guys have not had great of, a, great of seasons as they did last year. However, their pitching staff, you know, has been good so far in the postseason. I mean, they uh, did pretty well against the Twins, right? Um, their bullpen has been phenomenal. Ryan Presley, great closer. I mean, the guy's filthy. We, you know, I watched the last inning uh, the other night. The guy, he just – Whatever, wherever he pitches, he just he's so accurate. The control is, you know, insane. So, uh, like I think for sure the Rangers bullpen is is worse than the the Astros. Astros have a much better bullpen. But if you look at their rotation, I think they're close to being equal, right? I mean, they're they're pretty much the same in terms in my eyes, lineup wise, very similar in my eyes. And I know people say, well, the Astros, they you know, listen, I think what the Rangers have done this year, their offense. I think was arguably the best in the American league. I think and next to the Astros, very, very similar numbers. So yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, the Rangers and uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll go with six games. I mean, it could go in seven, but I, I think by six or seven games, it'll, it'll all be over. It's going to be one of those two anyway. So yeah, I got the Rangers. And then finally we had the NLCS matchup. Everyone's been waiting for the Arizona diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I'll start off with this one. I, I think this is where the D-backs ride ends. I in my bracket, you know, again, you can check it up on our uh, on our Twitter or X page. Um, I had the D-backs going to the World Series because when I made my bracket, I was like, you know what, what the heck? I'll just pick the D-backs going to the World Series. My brothers, they were laughing at me and they were like, no way, that's happening. And as a matter of fact, you know, I'm gonna kind of go off the trail here. We actually made a bet that whoever had the better bracket gets ice cream and whatever. And it was, it's going to be fun. Um, as far as right now, I think I'm in second place. So I, I'll be able to get ice cream for the top two spots. So that's going to be fun. But anyways, um, I have the D-backs losing to the Phillies. And I could see a sweep here. Uh, unfortunately, I hate to say that, but I, I think this could be a sweep for the Phillies. Um, but for the sake of it, I think I, I'm just going to go Phillies in five. Um, I, I'll give the D-backs a win here. But with the Phillies, with Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, um, and with the rotation that they have, is just scary good. They've been in this position before. The D-backs, you know, you know, they shock the Dodgers. I get that. But, again, the Dodgers – and I forgot to mention this too. But the Dodgers this year, despite the record, they just didn't have the juice as they did last year in the past few years. Even though they won all those games, their schedule was a lot easier this year. Um, you know, of course it was, it was balanced, but in terms of like some of the teams they were facing, it was a little bit easier. Um, of course they had to play against us, the Rockies and they did pretty well. Um, but I, I just feel like the D backs, this is where it's going to close. Um, and I know for a lot of D backs fans, they want to go back to the world series and they don't want to see another 2007 rematch. Um, you know, that, you know, that happened years ago, but uh, I, I, I can't go against the Phillies. They're, the first two games, I think, are going to be easy wins for the Phillies with that crowd and with the with the young D-back squad. And not to mention Gabriel Moreno. I know he is – I think he hurt his hand. Um, he's been kind of banged up during the playoffs. Um, and so uh, that's something to keep an eye on. So I think uh, – I, I think – yeah, I, I got to go with the Phillies. But their bullpen, I think, is better than the, the Diamondbacks' bullpen um, with some of the guys that they have. So – I'm easy, sim simply put it, I'm just going to go with the Phillies here. I, I think the Phillies will probably win in uh, probably five games or so. Uh, so I'm, I'm going Phillies. Uh, just a quick thing of note before I say anything, the Diamondbacks and the Rangers are the two teams so far in the playoffs that have not lost a game yet. So there's a little fun fact for our listeners here. Um, but 
both teams here, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, they're both playing with chips with chips on their shoulders. Both just eliminated the two of the, I would say, if not the two favorites, arguably two of the favorites to win the World Series this year in the in the Dodgers and Braves. So both are riding with their spirits high. Both got momentum. Both, like I said, playing with a chip on their shoulder. But you said it best. I think this is where the Diamondbacks, you know, great turnarounds, great turnaround season ends. Uh, I, you know, I think again, Zach Gallon is is a solid pitcher. Um, and the D-backs got some other great pitchers. Now I can't name all of them. Uh, but I think the Phillies. I think they're gonna win this series. I'm going to go Phillies in five. I think the D-backs win one game just to keep the Phillies honest. I just don't think the Phillies are going to sweep. But the Phillies, they, I think they're riding in with the mentality of, at this point, hey, we've got a, we're on a mission. We want to get back to the World Series and this time finish the job. And if the Astros do manage to beat the Texas Rangers and the Phillies get back there against them, it is that is going to be one heck of a World Series because the Phillies got revenge on their mind. But either way, the Phillies have got that mindset that they have to go back to the back to the baseball's biggest stage and finish the job this time. So I'm going Phillies in five. Troy Lavello is such an incredible manager, and mm-hmm. you know when you're talking about that, and I was kind of like replaying my mind of what you know has transpired for the D-backs over the last couple of weeks. You know there is a world where maybe the D-backs actually shock the world and mm-hmm. beat the Phillies. And I know you know people are saying no way that's not going to happen, but I mean people are saying that about the D-backs you know, against the Brewers. I mean, people are like, oh, yeah, the Brewers are going to sweep the D-backs because of the young squad and the, and the inexperienced talent in the postseason. But the D-backs, you know, they're like, you know, and that's, you know, fun fact, you know, like what you mentioned, Rangers and D-backs, only two teams in the playoffs that haven't, you know, um, lost a game. And D-backs, they have uh, momentum on their side. And I do know that, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the Phillies won this past game. But, I mean, whenever you go into a playoff series and you have yet to lose a game, you got to feel pretty confident. Um, and, you know, again, I'm, as, I'm still going to stick with my predictions, but I will say it wouldn't shock me if the D-backs came out of nowhere and just completely controlled Philadelphia, or at least this was a more entertaining series where it went to five, six, seven games. I would not be surprised, but just the way I just feel about it, I don't know. I just – I, I think you and I both agree that it just, I feel like this is where the ride ends for the, for the diamondbacks. And again, like, you know, for Arizona, I'm happy for Arizona. And if you're a D-backs fan, you got to be happy to this point. And if you get, you know, knocked out of, you know, uh, the NLCS, you know, I mean, the roster, you, you have some veterans in there that are pretty good, but at the same time though, you still have more players that are coming out that are super, super bright and exciting and for them in their first year of coming out of the rebuild, for you to go to the NLCS, that is an absolute win. Mike uh, Hazen, I believe that's the name, he's done an incredible job with the Arizona Diamondbacks as a GM there. And, um, and he just recently got extended, right? And so he's done a wonderful job over there within that front office and organization because I know, uh, you know, when they were going through that rough stage a couple of years ago when they went, you know, lost over 110 games, you know, he said it was my fault. You know, we got to, we got to, you know, build our farm system we got to make this a a team that you know gets back to the playoffs as soon as possible and here they are you know one series went away from going to the world series for the first time since 2001 so congratulations to arizona but again i you know maybe something happens here but yeah i agree i think the d-backs you know i I want them to go to the world series just because i want my bracket to look a little bit better it's not bad but i you know uh yeah i would like to see the d-backs win but it's going to be philly because 
Alec Bohm, Reese Hoskins. Well, Reese Hoskins is actually injured. Never mind. But you know, Bryce Harper. You know, all a bunch of those All Star players. They're gonna they're gonna do their thing. Nick Castellanos. They have a like you said, chip on the shoulder. A great word there. And they and you know, we've seen the pictures of Nick Castellanos holding holding up his uh, ring finger. He wants a, a World Series ring, and I think. This year, I think he'll get another taste of the World Series, and uh, I think we're going to see a Texas Rangers and uh, and Phillies World Series, which uh, would be pretty awesome because, I mean, first of all, Texas, they have yet to win a World Series in their franchise history. Uh, I think it would be pretty fun to see them win it, but uh, if it's, you know, obviously, if, you know, with our predictions being Phillies and, and Rangers, uh, we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll know by then. Um, but I think this is going to be – uh, a, uh, a uh, what's the word? A crazy, uh, chaotic last couple of weeks here of the of the MLB season because you never know. That's the one thing about baseball you never know, and you know. And so maybe the D backs can do something, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the the Phillies beating the Braves, uh, not the Braves, the, the Diamondbacks here. Um, it's it's crazy how we've seen so many teams that came out of nowhere. Like I had Tampa beating the the Rays, and I had. I originally had the Brewers being the D-backs, but I was like, you know what? No, but you know, again, it's like very happy for these two teams, and, and it should be fun uh, to see what happens um, in the in the championship series. And I think the pitching is going to be that, that's going to be a key for the D-backs. So if the if D-backs can pitch well, then they have a shot. But if, if they just get blown out of the water by the offense of Philadelphia, and they just like Atlanta, you know, we mentioned earlier, Atlanta's offense uh, did not look good um, against the Phillies pitching, and here. They had arguably the best offense in baseball in, in decades in terms of some of the stats that they had. Like, it was insane. Like, you know, Matt Olson, you know, he had 50-plus home runs this year. So, yeah, um, it, it's going to be fun. No, I, I definitely agree. So, it's – I got to say I've loved the playoffs in general so far. Um, I love the new format, giving more, more of the field of 30 an opportunity. And I do like the fact it is always good to see the teams that I think arguably, regardless of ranking, whether no matter how many wins you get and what your record is in the regular season, what your seeding is in the in the playoffs, I do believe ultimately the best teams win. And regardless of what people's opinion is of a team in terms of how they stack the teams, how they stack against one another, if you if the if the whoever plays the best deserves has earned the right to be called the best. That's how I always view it any sport in any playoff format. And I think so far this has been very exciting and I'm just, and I cannot wait to see who of these final four wins the world series because they're four great teams who have had quite a run. Um, Only two of them have lost one game and I just, it's going to be exciting. I really am looking forward to see how, how this ends. Yeah. As we finish off tonight, I have a question here because like I saw this question um, somewhere on uh, one of the Rockies Twitters I follow. Um, and he was talking about, you know, and I think this is locked on Rockies who is, you know, he does video podcasts on YouTube. Great, great. Uh, I love watching his videos, but he was talking about, I think a couple of days ago, how, you know, with the current playoff format and we'll, we'll wrap it up talking about the Rockies because I know a lot of people are like, are you going to talk about Rockies? We're going to talk about the Rockies very quickly as we finish this up. But I think if you're, if you're looking at the play, postseason format right now with major league baseball has it right now i think this is a great opportunity for the rockies and i think this would be a great opportunity for the rockies to go on a run if they were to make the playoffs because kind of like arizona you know you don't necessarily have to win 103 games to you know 
surprise people and go to the World Series. Now, that would be awesome if the Rockies did that or if they went, you know, 95, 96, 97 wins. But, you know, recently it has shown that, hey, you don't have to lose, you know, you don't have to win 100 some games or you don't you don't even have to win 90 games to go to the World Series. I mean, the D-backs, they only won 84 games this year, right? Something like that. Something it was it was it was insane. And what they've done is, to, you know, in, like people didn't expect this to happen. Right. I mean, we just talked about it. Um, like I mentioned earlier, people didn't expect this to happen. And here they are one series of win away from going to their first World Series. Right. And so, uh, well, second World Series in franchise history. Uh, my bad. Um, but for the Rockies, if you're a Rockies fan, I think this is a good opportunity for the Rockies. And I think this would, this would definitely benefit the Rockies for them to, if they were to make the playoffs and expanded playoff format to, you know, have a chance of, you know, doing something great. Because I think what we've seen is in years past and even now, all, all it takes is go on a little run and watch where it takes you. Right. And we saw what we know what happened in 2007, the Rockies swept their way to the world series. And we will, we might very well see that again this year with, with some of these teams. Uh, I'll never forget the 2014 Kansas city Royals. They swept their way to the world series. And so um, my question is, do you think that um, the new playoff format will benefit some teams like the Rockies and and some of the low budget market teams? Oh yeah. It's already benefited them. A few of them already. I mean, it benefits, I think not just low revenue teams or high or anybody in general, regardless of what um, financial status any team is, it benefits anybody because it allows I think it's it's true here. The regular season and the playoffs are completely different and different stages when it comes to regardless of sport. All it's it's been shown. I mean, I remember years ago the Pittsburgh Steelers were the last seed in the in the in the uh, AFC playoffs and they made it all the way and won the Super Bowl. Um, last year the Phillies were the last seed in the National League. They made it all the way to the World Series. And there's countless more examples. It's uh, what do they say? You just got to get in. And if you're riding a hot streak going into the playoffs, then you just ride that hot streak as far as you can. If And if you're lucky and you play right, you, and if you play your game right, you make it all the way to the end and win it all. So that's the thing. I think it benefits, regardless of what of anything, it benefits any team that gets in, any lower seed team that gets in, any of those three wildcard teams, just because they didn't win their division. It still gives them... I mean, it's my opinion, regardless if you win your division or your wildcard team, you have, it's even Steven, in my opinion, the, once the playoffs start. Because it's a different stage. The bright lights are on everybody. The national spot. I shouldn't say just the national. I should also say international because, you know, the um, because obviously Major League Baseball has a team in Canada. And if Shohei Otani does make the playoffs, then the eyes of Japan will be on the Major League Baseball playoffs as well. Um so yeah, I think it bene- I think it benefits more teams in general because also not here's another point I'll say as the trade deadline approaches and that will allow more teams to could allow more teams to be buyers at the trade deadline. So there's going to yeah. be more action, more activity. Um the sellers are going to be looking to improve their rosters while the buyers are looking to add more uh to their roster and then it just keeps more teams into it down as into the final days of September. Um, and then of course teams will obviously get eliminated, but like I said, there's more people that could be pushing for a playoff spot every year. So I think it benefits everybody who are trying, unlike the teams like the Oakland A's who I don't think are really trying at all, but that's a different conversation. 
Yeah. And, you know, again, you know, I mentioned earlier, I, I love the new format, I think, you know, and yeah, there's some nice uh, memories of the original wildcard format with the single wild cards. Um, you know, that was fun, you know, and I enjoyed that because, you know, it was a single game elimination game, kind of like a world series game, game seven. Right. But I like the new format because again, um, you know, it, it gives teams more chances of, you know, getting into the postseason and being a little bit more active at the trade deadline. And, you know, and, you know, we've seen like the d they were, you know, um, the, you know, the sixth seed this year in the national league and here they are. So um, I think it's great for baseball and, it, you know, and not to mention, you know, this is something I don't think we've ever mentioned on the podcast, but uh, I think, just recently, like there's been articles and, and different graphs that have been popped up that showing that, you know, the, the viewing of baseball this year has jumped up substantially over the last, you know, several months, if not the last couple of years, because of expanded playoffs. People want to see their teams in the playoffs because when you have, you know, one less team, it's just like, oh, like, you know, I remember the Mariners, you know, the, uh, you know, in 2021, um, they barely missed the playoffs and people were like, you know what, we need to have you know, not because of the Mariners, but we want to see some other teams make the playoffs. We want to see more teams in the, in the playoffs. We want to see more teams competing. And I think it's a great idea. I think that's one of the best things that they've done in a long time um, in Major League Baseball. I just love it. And I think, again, I, I agree with you. I think it definitely helps the, the, the smaller market teams like the Rockies, the, uh, you know, the, the, the Guardians and, you know, Padres, D-backs. You know, they're smaller markets as well. So I think, again, it's great for baseball great for everybody and i think uh at the end of the day you want your team to win and, and you you want your team to make the playoffs and obviously win the world series and i think with expanded playoffs that definitely definitely helps and so i'm just looking forward to the next you know again next week next uh, week or two as we you know get ready to head into the world series and watch that i think it's gonna be very exciting you know this is i think this is the most baseball postseason uh, you know i've watched in a, a long time because i think last year i watched a little bit of it, especially the NLCS and, and World Series. But this year, it's just been so much fun to watch because every single pitch, you know, it's there's so much drama and, you know, you, you're you shaking, you're nervous, and you're, you know, even even though the Rockies are not in the playoffs, um, obviously, it's just, it's still exciting because you know that, you know, there's just that excitement to there and and playoff baseball. And, you know, one pitch can end your season and uh, or one pitch can send you, you know, to the next round. And obviously, hopefully win the world series. So um, I, I love the playoff format. And I think it's, 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 again, it's great for baseball. Um, but I think that will conclude this episode of the Rockies now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, follow rate, and review all of our social media pages. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast until next, uh, until next time, excuse me, have a great day, everyone. And as always go Rockies. <laughs>